0: Two kind-hearted hillbillies are going camping in the woods in their new vacation home. What they don't expect is a group of paranoid, clueless college kids who have profiled the hillbillies as vicious inbred psychopaths. Now a giant misunderstanding escalates into all-out war in the hilarious 2010 horror comedy Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I'm Connor Gary I'm Caleb Bouget. And this is Filmgasm. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Filmgasm podcast. This is episode 159, and I'm here with Caleb Luget. Here at Filmgasm, we dig into horror and other genre films and just celebrate what we love about all this weird shit. Today's film is one of my favorite horror comedies, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, do you remember the first time you saw this?
1: Yeah, I rented it off of Netflix through the DVD service. So before we had adopted to streaming, I really, when Netflix was in its infancy of... Streaming per se. Um, I remember I got it because I was hearing about it online all the time. And I was back when I had to sit on the one home computer at my house to look at Boy Disgusting <laughs> for news updates. And so I was hearing about it a lot. And I was like, Oh, I want to see this movie so bad. And I put on my Netflix You guy in the middle, you know, popped in one night. And I just had a great time the whole way through. I fell in love with it. I thought it was looking hilarious. I think I showed like my brother and I was like, You gotta watch this movie. And it's one of those that like, I've consistently been I was like, oh, you got any horror comedies I should check out? I will always say Tucker and Dale. You got to check it out. It's such a good fucking movie. Um, I mean, if there's one simple way to put it, the movie just fucks.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Tucker and Dale fucks.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> context for that, there's a YouTuber I watch, uh, Finn McKinty. He does, this, uh, he does a lot of rock and metal stuff on uh, his YouTube channel, and he was describing the new Rage War album. And in his description of how he likes it, it was, this album fucks.
0: And I just <laughs> love that saying, too much now to not use it. It's an awesome expression, and it is true. This movie fucks, straight up. This is a fantastic movie. One of the funniest movies uh, that I I've, that I've, uh, have seen in a long time. Uh, I adore this movie. I don't remember the first... I think I... I know I rented it. I, I might've been, I, I don't remember. Uh, it had to have been Netflix. It had to have been, but I watched it and remember thinking like, this is fantastic. There's no subtitles. I watch everything with subtitles and the DVD they sent me, I guess, did not have subtitles. And then the DVD I bought did not have subtitles and the Blu-ray I stumbled upon at H-E-B did have subtitles. So now all is right with the world. Uh,
1: I Don't understand your obsession
0: with subtitles. I watch unless it's a foreign film, I don't watch the subtitles. Most of the time when I'm watching a movie, I am also probably eating something crunchy and I want to hear the dialogue. I'm gonna miss. Just turn up. I don't think movie. that's unreasonable. Just turn up the movie. Upset your neighbor that didn't like it that one day. Oh, <laughs> like I want to <laughs> deal with that again. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't like Kung Pao entered the fist at super louds. Loud noise, like loud volume at one in the morning. I'm sorry. (laughs) Of all movies to irritate somebody with, that was the movie Kung Pal. That was the movie, yeah. I have no shame. I love that movie. Oh no, it's a great movie. It's funny as fuck. (laughs) The guy's just like, hey, can you keep it down? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay.
1: I'm sure my neighbors are so glad I'm going my fucking soundboard. I would be blasting that shit at night. Come going to hear the goddamn movie.
0: Well, Also, they're speaking in like, you know, West Virginia accent or some shit. And I can't understand every word. I, I watch everything with subtitles like, you know, YouTube, fucking everything. I sure watch
1: fucking Monster Hunter today with subtitles. because Apparently, they just don't want you to know what came out of Tony Jaws mouth. Throughout the whole goddamn film. Tony Jaws in that? Yeah, and it's the most thankless role I think I've ever seen him in.
0: Poor guy. Back when I saw Ong Bak, I thought this guy's going to be the next like Bruce Lee. This guy's incredible, and he disappeared until he fucking showed up in Furious (laughs) Seven. I'm like,
1: Uh, okay. I keep hoping maybe he'll get like a a John Wick here soon because I mean, there's still a fifth movie that they're going to make, so hopefully maybe he gets that because I loved I. I love I love watching that dude fucking fight the whole Muay Thai, oh style of fighting so fucking interesting. It's all feet. It's all mostly feet.
0: Yeah, it's all feet and elbows. It's yeah, that, that's insane shit. I we got to do that movie on on this show at some point. Ong Bak is such a badass movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, I know he's gonna be in Expendables four. He got he oh, got he yeah. got that.
1: Okay, good. Hopefully that does some good. As long as as long as they do again, I need the X Men Swill be more like lines of one and two, not fucking three.
0: If they know what's good for them, they will shoot that PG 13 rating to death and embrace what everyone wants to see.
1: Yeah, like, I remember I know Stallone way back when he was first working on the movie was telling people it's gonna be rated R. And I think that was one of the roadblocks that took it so long
0: as he was fighting with the studio about that, but we'll see what came of that. How many r-rated movies need to make like millions of dollars in success for studios to realize that it's it's profitable to make an r-rated movie how how, how long is this going to go on
1: but just realize that not every film needs to be made for a family audience like it's okay to make adult stuff for adults to go see because adults sometimes like to escape
0: reality and watch some r-rated shit yeah, I want to see a bunch of washed-up 80s actors with serious roid rage fuck up a small Latin American country. Is that so much to ask? In
1: 2021, that's uh, you're, you're walking into some, some dangerous waters there, that one. It's the first movie. I know. <laughs> I enjoy the first two. I'm just saying, based off some fucking controversies that's been going on what for like what feels like the past week and a half now in Hollywood, oh. Jesus Christ.
0: I want the bad guy in part four to be a super bloated, barely mobile Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's time. It's time we do like a job of the hut thing. This is going to work. <laughs> Did you just cast dog, the bounty hunter? I, know, I feel like he'll just wander onto set and they can't get rid of him. That's, that's he, seems starts he, does. he starts asking about the guy. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking dog. Uh, dog. <laughs> but anyway, t- I don't remember how we got here. Tucker um, and Dale. Yeah. Is, uh, it's one of my favorites. I've been watching it for years. I've shown it to so many people. And uh, I'm so glad we get to do it here today. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil was co-written and directed by Eli Craig, who also directed Little Evil for Netflix. And the Amazon pilot for the disastrous Zombieland series that went nowhere. Oh, fuck. I never watched that, but I heard how terrible that was. Yeah, me too. I remember the build up to that was insane. They're like, oh my God, they're doing a Zombieland show. Like, holy shit, can you believe this? And then there was like a pilot full of unknowns, like, and nobody cared.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like, you got the initial announcement was like, oh my God, finally we're getting some kind of follow up. And then no one involved with the original film, both in front
0: of behind the camera, was coming back. And it was like, okay, why do I care now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised this guy hasn't done more. I mean, Tucker and Dale is such a cold hit now. But Little Evil and the Zombieland pilot is it for him. Yeah, and I know
1: at one point they were talking about Tucker and Dale versus Evil 2, and that just kind of fizzled out. And went. It's kind of like Trick or Treat 2, it fizzled out and went nowhere.
0: I'm kind of happy about that. I don't think this needs a sequel. I don't know. Where else would they go? I, it's it's a perfect unit. It doesn't need more.
1: Yeah. It's it's one of those things, that like, don't get me wrong, like, both movies, I'd be super excited to hear a sequel happen, especially if, like, the original creators came back to do it. I'd be very excited, very down for especially Trick or Treat. You know how much I love that movie. But at the same time, like, it's, like I said, like, this one film so good and I can just keep going back to this one that I'm okay with that too like I, I'm fine with this one movie because this one movie is excellent
0: I love going back to it anyway yep enough said uh, let's go through the cast Alan Tudick stars as Tucker he's known for his role as pilot Hoban Wash Washburn in the short-lived sci-fi series Firefly and its sequel film Serenity he was also in Dodgeball A Knight's Tale I Robot raya and the last dragon wreck it ralph 310 to yuma and rogue one a star wars story just to name a few this guy is everywhere he's a very prolific voice actor he's played the joker he's like he's played batman like he, he he's all over the place and he he's one of my favorite character actors
1: yeah he also played a really memorable villain in uh, the first season of doom patrol mr nobody oh cool yeah he he hit his whole villain was cool because he would break the fourth wall he would talk to the audience constantly and make comments on the show and the season. Like at one point it's like, they would get into the season season is like 15 episodes long and he gets to them. It's getting to the end of the season. He's like, all right, now that we're finally done meandering through things you guys didn't care to see, let's get into uh, my end game and see what you guys think about that. Like things like that, <laughs> just constantly talking and commenting on the fact that in his head, this is very much a show.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love that he, he's, he stays, you know, he does a lot of horror stuff, a lot of sci-fi fantasy, a lot of geeky stuff, but he's also peppered throughout dramatic performances. Like, I don't know if you saw um, 42. No, uh, I've been meaning to, but I haven't seen it. It's uh, Chadwick Boseman's uh, biopic of Jackie Robinson. And Alan Tudyk plays a uh, the coach of an opposing team who is a virulent racist and screaming horrific shit at Jackie Robinson the entire game uh during one of the first games and jackie he can't do anything about it if he if he reacts you know that's the end of black people in baseball so he just has to sit there and take it and it's so infuriating and then at one point the rest of the um oh fuck what the hell was his team <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember sports god dang. i oh. should the dodgers the dodgers okay it was, the, it was the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> hey, I saved it. I saved it. <laughs> um, they they go up and are like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, stop it. It's enough to Alan And He's like, "What?" Like, it's not bothering him. See, it's a really rough scene to get through, but it's uh, it's been in my mind ever since because he plays it so creepily well. Uh, my introduction to this guy was Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That part is so fucking good. He is so funny in how much he believes he's a pirate.
0: So weird and never explained, and I just love it. There is this pirate who hangs out at the gym and is friends with everybody. It's okay, sure, yeah.
1: He's so fucking good in that movie. Um, another thing, he's really good in. It's not a TV show. I know you haven't seen it yet either, but uh, he he. I guess DC loves him because he plays Clayface on the animated harley quinn show
0: I've, I've seen that i've watched about half of the first season
1: oh okay yeah i was like yeah he plays clayface and he fucking aces it in that role he cracks me up the most in that show especially i think they recently like in the second season he came out as gay so he's actually playing like a gay version of the character if for those who i guess really care about that in
0: 2021 um is it wrong that i immediately thought gayface Oh, nothing but love, but that's the first thought that popped into my head. God, I,
1: I'm not going to touch that one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I got, like I said, nothing but love. Just weird thoughts. Yeah, um, no, I I really like him in that show too. I think it's like like you said the guy's just so fucking reliable and he must be great to work with because I I see him pop up all the time. I love it anytime he pops up. I think he's hilarious. Um I
0: think he he was in Transformers 3 too, I believe. Four, three four, he's in one of them. I don't know which one. It was three. It was three. He played the butler to the
1: fucking John Tutorial's character, or whatever, like his assistant. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember he that. Was yeah. actually, To
0: me, one of the bright spots in the movie. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> you You should take a weekend and watch Firefly. Uh it's it. They had such plans for this show. Fox aired a few episodes out of order, and they said, "Fuck it, we don't want this anymore." It's a huge. But they had like eight seasons planned. But he plays the, the pilot, Wash, who is so goofy and like against like everyone's so serious most of the time. And then he's this like goofy pilot who's playing with dinosaur toys and shit. It's it's funny.
1: I've been meaning to watch that. I know that's like he was like, I think what kind of shot him to family like, and got him of stuff. I've been meaning to, but yeah, I mean, what I've seen, I've always just liked this guy. Yeah. yeah. Half of Holly Quinn.
0: Only half of the first season of Holly Quinn you watched? I have so much to do. I get I get caught up in in some, you know how hectic my my shit I is. I thought
1: maybe you just weren't into it, but i was like, hey, actually, I, it does get better because I know when I watched that first season, I was kind of like, eh,
0: but then it got better as it progressed, and I actually really liked the second season. I like the show. I I keep laughing at how like I, my favorite character is fucking Kite Man. Oh my god! <laughs> thinks he's such a badass and somehow hooked up with Poison Ivy, and somehow didn't die from it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying the show. I just, I've got a lot on my plate, so I'm, I'm, I'll go back when I have some time.
1: Okay, and yeah, I mean, that one, if you do have time, I at least the first thing is a Doom Patrol, if you want to check out his villain, Mr. Nobody.
0: I have been thinking a lot about Doom Patrol. As you know, I love Brendan Fraser. DC's properties are typically hit or miss for me when it comes to tv so i'll I'll give it a shot because of because of brendan Fraser and alan dude i i so i recommend it
1: i on this on because of those two obviously but also like i know because you're coming at that from like it that cwdc stuff this is not cw this is meant for adults like there was i think season two had a whole orgy scene they say fuck all the time like this is an adult bc show um and another thing I like about it is that it's it's kind of like what I like about Legends of Tomorrow, right? Like, it fully, how that show kind of embraces its weirdness so much, which is why I like it so much. Doom Patrol does the same thing. It fully embraces its zaniness. Like, there was one whole episode where, like, sex ghosts invade the mansion they're in, and they have to get the sex busters to come in to take care of it, and they have to stop the main demon ghost from having an orgasm or the whole ward ends or something like that and the show just embraces that so much that i get such it's just a joy to watch like the, i really like this last season they just in episode with crowley the guy who played crowley's in the show oh yeah he has a recurring role where he gets to say fucking stuff this time now um <laughs> but awesome. uh, uh what was it where butts
0: oh my god
1: okay yeah it, <laughs> I'm telling you, the show just goes places and doesn't hold back. It fully fucking embraces it, and I, I love it. It just got renewed on the DC fandom. They announced that that and Titans both got renewed for season four. So, yeah.
0: Titans is another one I've been considering. I've heard good things about Titans. It gets
1: better. Uh, I will tell you the first season, a little rough, but it gets better. I've been really enjoying season three. The guy that got put in Scarecrow, I'm liking a lot. I think he's doing a really cool take on it. Um, they are they've been doing the Red Hood storyline this season, which I've liked. Cool. Um, I, I like it. Like I said, it was also in that it was made at the same the same creative a lot of the same creative ideals of like Doom Patrol and that it's not meant to be CW. It is meant for adults. Again, they cuss, there's violence, the whole like you know, fuck Batman line that came out. So it I I do
0: recommend that part of DC TV. I really enjoy the shit out what they do with that. Okay, we'll throw it on the, we'll it on the pile. <laughs> the ever-growing pile. Uh, Tyler Labine plays Dale. Um, he was in Escape Room, Super Troopers 2, Monsters University, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And uh, he's fantastic. Dale is so fucking innocent. Just so, you know, so nice. <laughs> but yeah. looks like a monster from afar.
1: Yeah, I, him and Tudyk are, like, the perfect pairing together in this movie because they play so well off each other. And it's because, like, you got too, like He's kind of cynical. Like, he's deep down a nice guy, but he's a little bit more, like, rougher on the edges, cynical type. And, yeah, Tyler Levine is much more of a nice guy. Like, he 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 generally cares about people. He's a good guy and wants to help out. He just – if you don't know, it comes off
0: kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite moments is when he wants to, you know, chat it up with Allison and Tucker's trying to you know, pep him up like, all right, all you got to do is be yourself, you know, smile, laugh at her jokes. And he walks over with a fucking scythe. <laughs> just was like, you, uh, you you, going camping? <laughs> just a creepy laugh. And they're all just like, ah. <laughs>
1: In the Chad character, dude, thanks to meme culture and the fact that we made Chad a type of person now, yeah, it's fucking to me actually kind of made his character funnier than when I first saw this movie. <laughs> him coming in doing that weird karate move, like "say my kill Billy," he's like, "Whoa! Oh no! Oh, all right! All right!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god! Yeah, God, what a douche! Fact, let's talk about him right now. Jesse Moss plays Chad. The ultimate college frat douche. Like just every, like the all the worst, pe- like personality types that are out there, exist in this guy. Literally all of them. He is the worst human being. Uh, dude,
1: I'm telling you, right? Like I remember when I first saw this movie, he got all my nerves. I was like, this guy's fucking. You know, I know that they purposely wrote him like that, and I get that. But goddamn, he got my nerves. But weirdly enough, like I said, because of like this came out in 2011, I believe. So it's yeah. 2010. So it's been 11 years since this film came out. Um, and because of it, as you've probably seen on the internet, we've made Chad no longer as a name, it's transcended to quote our recent Halloween kills here. <laughs> it's <laughs> transcended into a meme, into a standard of a person. You're a Chad, you're a douchebag. And because of it, it's made this character kind of funny now. Like, cause he is Like they embrace every fucking
0: stereotype Of the Chad characteristics with this guy (laughs) Dude From the like you know you don't have to pretend Anymore like you can drop the act Like you think you're better than everyone Like that's him trying to seduce a girl (laughs) What a fuck And the whole like you know Do you realize what's going on here We'll never have an opportunity like this It's us versus them Like what the fuck man (laughs) Just And just a little like I can't have chamomile it fucks with my asthma (laughs) even was,
1: that, <laughs> yeah, I love the the therapy scene when she's like, "Chad, do you want to go first? And he goes on that long story about the Hellboys, and everyone's like, "Okay," Duck. like no one knows what the fuck to say to his story.
0: Well, where do I fucking begin? He's <laughs> just, oh, well, Dale's just like, "Uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, that wasn't me." He's like, "It was your kind." My kind. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, we'll get into it. It's hard to not just jump right in.
1: Um, I'm actually, I know we usually do, but I'm really trying to wait till we get through everything because yeah. it's so many great moments.
0: Yeah, we're going to just kind of go beginning to end with this thing. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, Katrina Bowden plays Allison, the only college kid with a brain. I love they just use the, the vague college kids. Like, we don't know what. Like, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I I guess I'll kind of talk about her. I love how, like, watching it now and having a little bit more of that, you know, seeing more horror films, stuff like that, more familiar with tropes. I love how this movie flips everything. Like, Tucker and Dell should be the fucking ter- terrorizing, hillbilly, scary as fuck guys, but they're the nice guys. And they do keep the standard type of cliche tropes on those college kids but it's flipped where they look like the
0: fucking idiots the idiots and like the crazy people like just but it is so smart because this movie's all about profiling and misunderstandings and how communication really does work and like just you know we got your friend and things like that <laughs> like, out of context that's terrifying why are
1: they, leaving?
0: <laughs> why are they running away <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just, it's perfect it's such a smart movie and even taking like a Katrina Browden, right? Like she's a beautiful woman. I'm trying to realize I kind of have a type of blonde hair. Um <laughs> so some of the crushes I've mentioned to you earlier. Uh you know, she's very much typically your beautiful version of final girl, right? Maybe even could be the ditzy type in any other horror film. But it's revealed she's the nicest one. She's super smart, she's resourceful. Like again, they completely flip. Her kind of character in which she would be in a horror film for this movie, that she's a lot more, and she comes to see that like, no, these two guys are nice. They're country bumpkins, but they're nice.
0: Yeah, I'd rather hang out with them than these fucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was in American Reunion, Piranha Three Double D, and ninety-nine episodes of Thirty Rock as the character of a, uh, I think it's Sari or I Sari. I I haven't watched 30 Rock. I know she has a movie. I just
1: saw it announced today. Shutter picked up her newest movie, Great White. That's coming to the service next month. That Is I sh- do
0: watch. Is it a shark movie? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah not a shark movie. Yes. But I want to check it out. And I saw that Shutter picked it up for streaming for next month.
0: I'm still holding out one day for a really good Barracuda movie.
1: Is there Sorry. something more to this that I need to find?
0: <laughs> you yell Barracuda. Everybody goes, huh? What? You yell shark. We got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Damn it. <laughs> That's why. Because <laughs> I want them to yell Barracuda and somebody to go, huh? What? <laughs> like, I want that to happen. <laughs> it's a long game I'm playing. <laughs> keep, keep hoping. Uh, so, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil has an IMDb score of 7.5, Rotten Tomato score of 85%. Very good. It premiered at Sundance in January of 2010, and then South by Southwest in March, but it got a super limited theatrical release for some reason. Uh, only grossed about 5.7 mil on a $5 million budget. So, it only made about 700 grand.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand when studios take movies like this and like trick-or-treat and it's, you know, really troubled release. And they're like, they're clearly doing great at the festival. So it's clearly like real good, positive word of mouth happening, good traction. And instead of giving them that wide release, they can become these big hits and stuff. They go, limit actual screening. I mean, luckily the world we live in now and how movies are now and how we can consume them. Luckily, word of mouth wins at the end of the day and they become these cult classes that we embrace. So, I mean, luckily, regardless of how it came out, you know, again, but both those movies, they have found their audience. They are very beloved films on the genre. And I, like we were both saying, I know plenty of people like both of us. I will do whatever they can to show people this movie and be like, oh, yeah, check this out. You're going to really like this one.
0: With some movies, I almost feel it's my obligation to pass it on. You know, like I liked it. So I'm going to give this to somebody else hoping they like it, too. It's almost like it's my duty as a fan. Yeah. I've done that plenty times. I did that. I know. Uh, I, don't,
1: I think Josh mentioned it, or I mentioned it. But I remember mean, I did that with the raid. Our first got on that. I was on that show. I was like, dude, you have got to check this movie out. Yeah, you told me to see that too. That movie fucking rocked. Yeah, I made it my mission to make sure everyone who was like, I need a watch Lost Film.
0: Got you. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, so as we said, Tucker and Dale has since been hailed as a modern cult classic, and I'm very happy it has. It's a great movie. It's not streaming anywhere for free right now, but you can rent it on Voodoo and Prime for about three to four bucks. Uh, so with that, let's get into this thing. Let's just talk, Tucker and Dale, what are some moments you love? Because There's a shit ton I love.
1: I was like, oh God, we do I even start. Fuck, all right. Um, I guess kind of going towards the beginning, we mentioned the scythe already, which that's hilarious. Uh, the whole scene with the cop, pulling them over still this means just me to a huge laugh <laughs> and I love that you don't actually see him down there at first you just hear the dialogue as the cop's rushing he's like oh it's stuck well, unstuck it get out of there <laughs> as soon as the cop comes he just oh. <laughs> there's like his shirt's unbuttoned
0: <laughs> his shirt's gone like his shirt got stuck down there he comes up topless <laughs> Tucker doesn't fucking help
1: in any way when he's like, he's having lady issues, so I'm taking him to the cabin for some
0: guy time. I'm like, that's not helping your case, buddy. <laughs> I pulled you over because you got a broken tail light. Move on. <laughs> just, I love the Tucker's like you see that right there. He's jealous. He doesn't have his own vacation home.
1: <laughs> I love how Tucker, his whole life in this movie, is we have a vacation home. We did it, buddy. <laughs> We suck all love, of what we
0: have into this house. I love all the red flags. They just completely ignore all the like the, you know, bone art, the wall of like, you know, newspaper articles of, of murder. And they're like, they point out the hot dog coupon. <laughs> <laughs> We're already making money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great stuff. But I love that just from the like from the get-go, you know, we start with the college kids. Actually, we start with the the newsreel footage of mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't know it yet, but like zombie chad or whatever the fuck's going on there.
1: Psycho Chad that I'm sure if they did a sequel, they'd explain more, but
0: I'll take my yeah. <laughs> but from there we go to the college kids who are driving up camping and they they cut off Tucker and Dale. And then Tucker and Dale will drive past them and they look like just creepy, like they're staring at them. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, what was that? I love how they set that up. And then at the store, we've shift to their perspective and they're just like, we're going camping. Like they're just happy about it. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. They probably just mad they got cut off. I mean, I've definitely stared at
0: people when I get cut off. I do it all the time. <laughs> I just I I'm gonna say it again because I fucking love it. Just you going camping? <laughs> it's, it's a weird fucking laugh. It's so funny. Well, and I like how even when you get to the gas
1: station they first enter, they still maintain that level of creepiness with them because it's just those two guys just staring at them, not really <laughs> saying much. It's not until like I think Dell finally comes in to talk to Tucker that you finally get that that switcheroo and you're like, oh no, these are nice guys, they're just going out to go. Fix up that
0: fucking vacation home. <laughs> I love Dale's like defeatedness. Like girls don't like me. They hate my face. <laughs> they hate my face. I love that. <laughs> oh. so they get to the cabin, and the cabin's all fucked up. There's that rickety. uh Oh, the like, the beam, yeah, the beam, yeah. The, the,
1: that comes down. into play. I love how much that thing comes into play throughout
0: the movie. <laughs> Uh, there's board games in there For some reason <laughs> yes. Oh boy um, So they uh, You know they're gonna go They're getting ready to go fishing And meanwhile College kids are camping Even like among friends Like I love that one guy Starts to tell a, a story Of like you know it, ha- like, it happened to a friend of mine really And then Chad just walks right up And goes you want to hear a real story Like completely cuts that guy off Yeah And he just starts telling him. his story
1: the Douchebagginess of it, yeah. Even the like the blue polo, like it's everything about that he, guy. He's such a fucking Chad. <laughs> I know that's his name, but he's such a fucking Chad. Oh,
0: <laughs> do you think that our generation is going to kill the names Chad and Karen forever? Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> good, good now, riddance. There would now just be
1: memes and you know stereotypes of people you don't want to be.
0: I read somewhere there's this Canadian hospital where there hasn't been a baby named Karen since, like, 2015. (laughs) Every little bit helps.
1: Yes. Um, I did like during this, like, after the story, right, when they go skinny-dipping. I did like when Tucker and I fishing and Tucker sees him and he's, like, trying to go over there to get a better view. And Dale's like, no. And he's like, I swear to God, if you don't fucking stop... On the whole beer thing, I mean, you really got to stand up for yourself. Oh, okay. And he
0: grabs <laughs> it. What are you doing? You said stand up for myself. Yeah, but I also said don't think about it. <laughs> That's the last thing I said. <laughs> ah, and then Allison starts taking off her clothes. Tucker's like trying to get a look at her. And then she, for, they see, her, like, she sees them, falls off the rock. <laughs> i also. I
1: did like that line when they see her, and I was like, "Oh, we shouldn't be looking." And it's like, "What is wrong with you? What is seriously wrong with you?"
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tucker
0: just wants to see some hot college girls thinking. She doesn't come back up, and de- and they're like, "Oh shit!" And they go save her, and the other college kids just see them putting Allison's unconscious body in the boat <laughs> and screaming, "We got your friend." <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like, ah, they got Allison. <laughs> Why are they running away? <laughs> oh, the god! The way they this movie's so perfectly written. It's just it's so smart. <laughs> oh, love it. So after that. We go back to Tucker and Dale's cabin where Allison has uh, some gauze on her head and is like, where am I? And Dale walks in with breakfast tray and she starts freaking out. <laughs> Which still thinks it's because she doesn't want the food. <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh you, don't, you don't like pancakes. It's okay. I'll make something else. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. So it's just he
0: wants to impress her so bad. It's almost sweet. It's like really sweet. I, I, lo- I do like that they end up together, but no. <laughs> that would never happen. Look,
1: Bill's a super nice guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, you knows he might be packing. I'm not. There's no,
0: no, he straight up says in the movie he ain't packing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's glad he's not hung like a bear. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's not packing i was like
1: so i yeah someone like her i'm like unless i mean i don't know I, i've look man i've seen on facebook my facebook comes from texas like guys that look like him but like some of the women that are like very much in shape still looking good i'm like how
0: well i'm i'm not saying like physically i'm saying like they're from such different worlds that it's just it wouldn't click and also, somebody's going to prison for all this shit. Like, a lot of people are dead. A lot of college kids with connections with parents who want justice. He's going to prison. Yeah, there's,
1: there's a lot of death happening here.
0: Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the death. We're actually about to get to the death. We're about to get to our first death. Right in what might be my favorite part of the movie, when Tucker fucking saws into a bee's nest and just starts. Running through the woods, waving the fucking chainsaw
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid, he has a chainsaw.
0: He, run! And they just scatter. I just—you can see Tucker just <laughs> running through the fucking woods, uh, and then the kid just runs right into a stick and um, impales himself like three feet. What I love about that scene is you then
1: see the bee come into view and you see him see the bee and think... You see the little... It's like in his thought, you can kind of see it like, oh, shit. He wasn't chasing after me with a chainsaw. There's bees.
0: Yep. Ah. Oh.
1: I, I like the aftermath when Tucker comes inside so pissed off. <laughs> Just... Open up to your face. I got a goddamn bee. <laughs>
0: I saw it into a bee's nest. I love Dale's. Like why?
1: Well, I wasn't aiming for it. <laughs>
0: and then he fucking pours beer on his
1: face. Like man, if you want, you're supposed to be out there helping me, but you're playing board games. <laughs> and then, and then, do you want me to pull the
0: singers out for that help? And,
1: yes, yes, it would. Please, I'd
0: like, I'd like that very much. <laughs> And they walk outside, he starts talking about how he's like beating the crap out of her at the board game. And they're like, oh my god, they're torturing her. <laughs> like, Watch like, like, I love Tucker with the like big swollen head is like, college cats screaming <laughs> into the woods. It's looking even scarier.
1: I like when they have to leave the note. They're like, all right, well, leave a
0: note. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna have to etch it into this tree here. We got your friend.
1: <laughs> Can we just bring this up? My face is hotter than hell right now.
0: <laughs> oh, god, this is funny. Oh. <laughs> so, when they get back, uh, I think that's about when they start digging the shitter hole. Yes,
1: and what might be my favorite scene with the woodchopper? Oh my
0: god, I laugh harder every time. But like, first that one kid just like runs at Tucker or at uh, Dale with a fucking spear, trips and falls and like impales himself on Dale. <laughs> Dale's is like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> so freaked out. <laughs>
1: and then yeah, the kid starts running at a. Tucker and fucking trips and flies over into the witcher. I think what kills it for me, what makes me laugh so hard is not when he's trying to get him out, but it looks like he's putting him in there. It's after it stops and he just
0: looks at him and goes, Are you okay? Yep, that's my, yep, that for me, that that makes it, yep, that's the best. This kid he's holding to... legs. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> he was so
1: shocked at what just happened. <laughs> he asked that question. If the kid went headfirst
0: into a fucking wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love when Tucker and Dale regroup after that, and they're both covered in blood. <laughs> just like, this, some kid just hopped himself into the wood chipper. <laughs> Like,
1: these kids, these college kids are crazy It's some kind of suicide cult
0: <laughs> Oh my god And at that point Allison got knocked out with a shovel So she, she's out again she's like, <laughs> "Oh, the Dale suggests calling the cops And Tucker's like we can't do that What are we going to say Even officer we've had a doozy of a day There we were minding our own business When all of a sudden These college kids started killing themselves All over our property (laughs) And then that's what they do Say to the fucking cop later
1: Yeah I think the the cop comes I think the kids call the cops Yeah Yeah the cop comes Tucker's just like I'll take care of this I
0: I know how to talk to people I love that the cop shows up As they're dragging fucking legs Across the yard
1: (laughs) just drop them When they see him Oh, he's an officer.
0: I do love that Tucker's like, it doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. <laughs> he's so fucking, they're so fucked up from this. <laughs> oh, God. <Ooh.
1: laughs> mm. When the cop goes inside and is convinced, like, okay, you guys didn't do this. I don't know what's going on, but you guys didn't do this. And that beam that they've said about three or four times already, here don't touch that. He does it, and you just take the fucking beam
0: hit him in the face. And then he just he dies from a nail in the head. I love that. And then I love when the one college kid grabs his gun and tries to kill them. And Dale's like, you gotta put the safety off. <laughs> and then he fucking blows his own brains out. <laughs> like when they get they go back inside of it, and then Tucker, you gotta put the safety off. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, this movie is non-stop funny. And also some great gore effects, great kills, like legit horror film. I mean, like <laughs> yeah, the, the
1: gore when man, like I remember when I saw it first and I was like really impressed that they didn't hold back. But like I don't know, like I would say, like, because this film has such a great uh combo of the horror and the comedy that like even if you're not into gore, I would say check this movie out because it's so funny that the gore works in this in a comedic way, like it's not gross. I was never like, uh, I was always like it it was really fucking funny. Like, so that wood chipper scene. You're seeing that dude go in there, you're seeing the blood fly, and yet you're laughing your ass off. And like I said, just because that stinger of the line.
0: Are you okay? Just like <laughs> Tucker, just holding the fucking legs. What <laughs> is he trying to do? Something. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him out of there. <laughs> oh, are you okay? Never gets old. <laughs> oh boy. Uh so at that point, Chad gets a hold of their dog. Jangers.
1: <laughs> I love how when this happened, Bill has such a meltdown
0: over his dog. Don't you hurt my dog? Don't you hurt my dog? I love like his his what he's what he yells at them. Like, if you kill my dog, I, I swear to god, I'll get really mad. <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds like he's about to cry. He's so upset. Oh boy. One of my favorite lines is when they're dragging they're dragging the legs in the art. Tucker just goes, he's heavy for half a guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so
0: out of nowhere.
1: Tucker guys, <laughs> like Tunic just really nails. It's like like Tyler Bain really nails like the very happy, just good natured person and Dude it matches them with just that cynical
0: wit throughout and it's just so perfect. It is it's so great. I I wish these guys would do more together. Uh I I you know, I want them to be the new Abbott and Costello. I want them to do a ton of movies playing different characters doing just funny shit. Oh, I'd be down. Just like Tucker and Dale doing all sorts of stuff. Not not even they don't even have to all be horror. Maybe they go to space, I don't know.
1: <laughs> they just they should they should find a way to do Tucker uh, Tucker and Dale with different subgenres of horror.
0: Dude, this would work great as a show. Oh my god, we got Ash versus Evil Dead. Come on, just like t- Tucker and Dale, and every like season they're dealing with some crazy horrific shit, but like a little bit different. Yeah. Like, it- you know, maybe they go to Texas and they run into like a leather face type guy who's really just like some inbred dude who's trying to mind his own business, start his own barbecue. But some crazy people keep thinking he's, he's making people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you could even actually
1: probably pull off a found footage part of it just to make it seem like they're the crazy ones. I would watch the shit out of that.
0: Oh, it's this has, I think this movie has enough of an audience now that that could work.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember when they announced the sequels, the actors, It two, Dick and LeBean were like, oh, yeah, something like we're filing in. We'll we will be getting taken over as Evil 2 finally. And I remember going, oh my God, yes. And it was when it was like years later when like the fan base has been had been built on this movie. And it was like, oh my God, yes. But I mean, like I said, man. If this is all we get, goddamn, such a good movie. I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. But I can but dream. I, yeah, but like I said, I like it, it. It, you know, I get it, and I know those arguments like, oh, I don't want sequels. We need more original stuff in Hollywood, and I, I get it. But like, I always feel at the same time. I'm like, if I like something enough that I want a sequel, that's a compliment. Yes. You know, like, the fact that when I walk, like, okay, like John Wick, when I walked out of John Wick, I remember thinking, God, I would love another movie. I didn't mean it like that wasn't enough. I meant like I want more. Like I like this so much, I would gladly see another one.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed this meal. I want seconds.
1: Exactly. I enjoyed this meal so much. I would I would fucking be first in line to go see
0: a no Tucker No with these two guys. Like I would fucking love it. Yeah, me too. Um, I love when they're talking to the cop and Tucker's trying to. You know, bullshit his way through this, covered in blood, holding the guy's legs, just, and then Dale starts talking, and he talks about like how he accidentally hit Allison with a shovel, and Tucker just starts laughing. Like, oh, I don't even. What? <laughs> he's the like, you hit he's her with a shovel. Him. He's like, yeah, she's in my bedroom. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> Shut up!
1: The yeah, he's giving, no, like, stop talking.
0: <laughs> oh um so after they get the dog <laughs> tucker and dale try to um they try to fight off the college kids with like a nail gun which <laughs> and dale almost my... shoots tucker with it
1: which leads to my next great oh wait well when yeah that was great when he actually almost shoots tucker with it it's just like uh...
0: <laughs> so horrified he almost died
1: <laughs> i did like the the throwaway line when he gets into it at shooting the college kids and Tucker. Damn, Dale, calm down over there.
0: <laughs> like, bunch of freaks. He, just, he thinks they're crazy. I just I love it. <laughs> Take that college kid, you bunch of freaks. <laughs> oh, and then they captured Tucker and <laughs> they cut off his fingers. I love dancing. They got his bowling fingers.
1: <laughs> oh boy! I love. Tucker. Was it? I think when Dell goes to go look for him, when Tucker tells him like "worst vacation ever" or something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <was> good. <laughs> um, I like when he, they get Tucker free, and then they 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 have the um, <laughs> the. Uh, sit down and Tucker, First off, Tucker goes and pours a beer on his, on his hand. <laughs> That's his go-to. He also <laughs> tries to bargain with them. Like I got seven to eight beers in a cooler. They're <laughs> yours. <laughs> you can take them all.
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah. They have to the sit down. <laughs> they have that Tucker and uh, Chad have that brief, Insult fight where he's like, fuck off, hillbilly. And Tucker goes, eat shit, body perm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must say, I love, yeah,
1: like I guess earlier, when uh, Ali was just like, all right, who wants to start? Chad's like, I will. He's like, okay, where do you want to start? And Chad delivers the big long story about the hillbillies and what happened to his parents. And it, it kills me when it cuts back to everyone's reaction of just like, okay. <laughs> no one expected
0: him to go there. I love the little line when Tucker's like, they always suggest sitting down and having tea and Tucker's like, sounds great. I'll provide the finger sandwiches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so pissed. And rightfully so. Yeah. I liked uh, after Chad mentioned he did can't do caramel because it fucks with his asthma. Dell again, being the good guy, I'll take caramel. I love caramel. Like he's just real quick to please Ali.
0: <laughs> I love when the other guys try to come in and save them, and uh, Chad fucking lights one of them on fire. Oh God! <laughs> I like
1: I like when that happens, and then like the trick finally gives him starts smoking. And they do like, and then Tucker. I knew I shouldn't put those cans right there. And it's like the big ass pile
0: of gas. Well, first, like one of the other girls tosses a a jar of moonshine on the fire.
1: (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, and the fucking the weed whacker. Dear
0: God. (laughs) God, these these kids. Oh. Oh boy. So after they try to drive away, uh the cabin explodes and Chad comes out as a fucking monster. <laughs> I, like, I like you know what we can talk. We can still do this. And when he's he does the yell, all right, everyone get in the truck. Get in the truck. <laughs> I love how Tucker tells him, like, don't don't crash. It's the only thing I have left. And Dale immediately goes right into a tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Tucker's having probably a shittier day than Dale, I think, hands down.
0: Oh boy! And uh, when Dale wakes up, Allison's gone. Tucker's over by the tree. I thought Tucker was gonna die. I know. I kept getting
1: scared. I was like, "Oh, don't kill Tucker. I like yeah. Tucker." But with this scene, other than him me getting scared to die, this was a very sweet moment that I really enjoyed watching. When he finally tells Dale, "Stop downing yourself like that."
0: you're you're better and smarter than you think you are what does he say like uh like kick that douche like kick that frat douche's ass for me and dale's like i'm gonna shove my boot down his fucking throat (laughs) straight up (laughs) oh Oh, boy (laughs) oh that's great um and yeah, I love the, the ending is straight up, you know, it's a straight up horror movie. It's the hero, in this case, Dale, <laughs> taking on the monster, Chad, to save the girl.
1: And <laughs> what a fight it is. <laughs>
0: Bring it, frat bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it nearly saves Allie from getting salt in half horrifically. Okay. That bit when he, like, tosses the X and hits the rope perfectly. Like, come on. (laughs) Well, I like how they cut back to him and you see his face of, like, even he's surprised. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, that wasn't his
0: plan. It just happened. And they find out that Chad is half hillbilly. (laughs) That was so great. (laughs) And then they have to tell him. He's like, no, not like a it completely. It's his last shred of sanity is gone. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, the, Dale's like, they can probably fix this, you know, with skin grafts and whatnot. And then he falls out the barn and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I love how they look down
1: and see him and go. Oh, and they just close. The door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just going to not take care of that.
0: Tucker's in the hospital. I I love that they give him a beer, and he's, like, high on prescription meds, just opens a Pabst. (laughs) (laughs) One of his fingers is a woman's finger. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Oh, boy. And then, you know, they go on the bowling date, and Dale inadvertently tells that other hillbilly to go (laughs) steal that girl. (laughs) So you got to seize it. You got to take it when it's there. And yeah, you see him in the background kidnapping that chick. <laughs> oh, yeah. This thing is a work of art. I love this movie. Whew. My face hurts. That was fun. <laughs> you can always tell it's an awesome movie when we go through literally the whole fucking thing with no nuts.
1: <laughs> yeah, also, I didn't even look back at mine. I make so it's just like God, no, this to too good. I've seen it too many times. <laughs>
0: um, I have three filmgasm facts. Number one, there's a special feature on the DVD that plays the movie from the college kids' perspective, in which Tucker and Dale really are the villains. Oh my
1: God, I want to watch that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna check my Blu-ray and see if it's on there because I would love to see that. <laughs> oh you imagine <laughs> the movie where Chad is the hero? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> you went crazy for a good cause.
0: Uh, number two, Alan Tudyk came up with the idea to pour beer on his face to treat the bee stings. <laughs> that is great,
1: because that is so funny.
0: It's one of the best little moments to <laughs> douse in his face in beer. <laughs> and then also, number three, Tyler Labine ad-libbed the line, they hate my face. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> oh, boy. I give this film a straight-up 10. It's As far as I'm concerned, it's a masterpiece. I laugh harder every time I watch it.
1: Yeah. Uh, right now, it sits at a 9, but it's, it's damn near close to a 10. Um, simply put, like I said, this movie fucks. It, <laughs> it, it is so goddamn funny. So smart in what they're doing with it and everyone is i love everyone involved like i said alan tudyk and tyler bean are great in this movie i wish i really and again i made his comments i would love her it's a sequel or just another movie project just to have those two together in some kind of comedy because they were so great together um and yeah the you know i know if like let's say you're not exactly a gore hound because this does have some great gore I'd still recommend this movie to you because it has so much good humor that you're just going to be laughing the whole time anyway.
0: Yeah. Straight up. Um, I know today's episode wasn't particularly insightful. It was pretty much just us quoting the movie and laughing the whole time, but we hope you had a good time. I hope this inspires you to go find this movie and watch it yourself, or if you love it already, watch it again. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Anyway, guys, if you enjoy our shows, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, film productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or, of course, send us a message through the socials. If you want to support the show via Anchor, you can click on Support This Podcast on your preferred podcast provider. Any green is appreciated. We love you guys. Uh, Next week is very special. It's co-host Josh Allred's first time in the big chair. Josh will be leading next week's episode as we tackle the 1986 cult classic Trick or Treat. In honor of upcoming Halloween, this is not the 2007 Michael Doherty Trick or Treat, which we already did a couple of years ago. This is the 1986 completely different movie Trick or Treat. It's just it's there's a lot of movies named Trick or Treat. It's, it's a Halloween thing. <laughs> uh, a bully very teenage boy. That's hmm? a very common name. Yeah, just I think I think that's weird. That I think is there some legal thing like well, I know like boy. I can't make a movie called like Friday the Thirteenth. Well, but, yeah,
1: they spell it different. So, trick or treat—the one, uh the two thousand nine. There we go. Yeah, two thousand nine movie. Mm-hmm. That was the apostrophe and then R. This movie actually
0: spells out or uh, Okay, so that's the—that's what keeps it out of out of court. Yep. Okay, I'll take it. Sure, why not? Um. A bullied teenage boy is devastated after his heavy metal icon Sammy Kerr dies. But now the boy is the only one who can stop Sammy from returning to life through the combined might of Hellfire and heavy metal. That's what I got from IMDb. I have not yet watched this. So if that's way off, I apologize. Uh, So don't miss Josh's big break next week with Trick or Treat. It looks knuck and futz. Looking forward to it. Uh, Also, don't miss the Grand Budapest Hotel on Oscar Sunday and either The French Dispatch or Dune on Monday's sneak preview. Until then, try not to profile people, and remember that communication is always important, and also be sure to keep watching movies.